Good morning on this Sunday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Today we're out of power here in Los Banos, or at least where we live. So I'm actually teaching this in the dark using the laptop light and the phone light uh, to be able to see. But anyway, if you joined us yesterday, we're talking about putting on the Word of God. Jesus became flesh. He put on a physical human body here on this earth. And we in turn are born by the Word of God. We are made into a new man or our nature is reborn in Christ Jesus. And we're commanded to put on the armor of God. In fact, we're commanded to put on quite a number of things concerning the Word of God. So, we ended with the thought, wearing the Word of God in our lives. In the Old Testament, they were given this uh, instruction by God. In Deuteronomy 6-7, Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Thou shalt talk of them when you sit down in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. Basically, meaning that whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, have the Word of God constantly before you. In Deuteronomy 6, 8, it says, Thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. Then it says, in the book of Ephesians, <clears throat> finally, chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God. We must ask ourselves, how in the world do we put on the whole armor of God? That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual wickednesses in high places. Wherefore, because we are at war, in Ephesians 6.13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Verse 14, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Your word is truth, according to John 17, when Jesus prayed. So God's word is truth. And it says it's supposed to be girt about us. It says having the breastplate of righteousness. And then, of course, God's word is righteous. And everything that involves the righteousness of God is supposed to be a part of our life. Christ has been made unto us. Uh, we have been made unto God the righteousness of Christ in, in, in him unto God. And he has been made sin for us. It says in verse number. 15, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in prayer in the Spirit, and watching thereunto unto the perseverance uh, and supplication, Uh, For all saints. And then the scripture goes on to say. In Colossians 3.10. 
and have put on, we have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. Colossians 3.12 Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, suffering. See, these are things that we're to put on, but these are also some of the things that the Word of God describes as the fruit of the Spirit in Colossians 3.14. And above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. It says in Colossians 3.16, let the word of God, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in Psalms. That's one of the ways to get the word of God uh, in you and out of you. In hymns, in spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts unto the Lord. In Ephesians 4.24, the scripture says, and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. In Romans 13, 12, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Put on the armor of light. In uh, Romans uh, 13, 14, but ye put on ye, the Lord Jesus Christ. Stop and think about that. How do I put on Jesus? Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Well, if he put on human flesh, then we put on the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. We are putting on the word. In 1 Corinthians 15 53, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. We must put on that which is incorruptible. We must put on a new body. It says in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty four. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the same death is swallowed up, in victory, in Galatians uh, three twenty seven, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, Ephesians four twenty four, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Now, in the Old Testament, in the book of Proverbs, in chapter three, verse twenty twenty one. Concerning wisdom, it says, My son, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. Verse 22, So they shall be life unto thy soul and grace unto thy neck. Proverbs three twenty-three. Then shalt thou walk in the way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. All because we have put on the word of God. The Word of God, we're going to find that we attain, or as we search for it, uh, as we attain and, and search for the Word of God, search for wisdom, that it becomes a part of us. We can ask God for it, and it will be given according to the book of James. But let's look at a couple of other things. 
in the book of uh, First Corinth, in the book of First De- uh, First Kings, chapter four, verse twenty-nine, it says, "And and and God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding, exceeding much and largeness of heart, even as the sands that are upon the seashores." That's how much wisdom he had. In verse 30, And Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of the children of the east country and all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than the men of Ethan and Ezerite and Heman and Sharkol and Darta, the sons of Methol, and his fame was in all nations round about. In other words, these men that have been mentioned here in the scripture were of the wisest of their time, and yet he was wiser than all of them combined. It says, And there came of all the people to hear the wisdom of Solomon from all the kings of the earth, which had heard of his wisdom. Now, here's something interesting to consider. We talk about the wisdom that comes from above, and then there's the wisdom that is of this earth, the wisdom that is earthly, the wisdom that is sensual, the wisdom that is of Satan himself, or devilish. Now, where do we even wind up with this concept that such uh, wisdom can possibly exist? Well, According to what we had read uh, in the book of James, in chapter number 3, it talked about uh, a man showing himself through his works, wise, a wise man, and and his knowledge, uh, through his behavior, his works of bitterness, his, his works with meekness of wisdom. But he says if there's bitterings, if there's strife, if there's uh, divisions and all of these things, then we're lying against the truth. And that wisdom, according to James 3.15, does not descend from above, but it's earthly, sensual, and devilish. Now, in the book of Ezekiel, we have an interesting little uh, section there in chapter 28, where it talks about the king of Tyre. Now, it says in Ezekiel 28, 1, verse, Ezekiel 28, verse 1, 2, and 3. And the word of the Lord came unto me again, saying, Son of man, say to the prince of Tyrus, Thus saith the Lord, because of thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God. I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the seat. Thou art a man, and not God. And thou, thou hast set thine heart as the heart of God. Now, of course, we've, uh, in the book of uh, Isaiah chapter 14 from verse 12 onward, we've learned that the devil himself, when he was Lucifer before he became and fell uh, uh, as Satan, uh, he had exalted his heart, he had lifted it up, and he had said that he wanted to be God also. But this is, uh, this is giving the example of a human king that is under the influence of Satan, that is under the influence of the principalities and the powers of the air, and they are governing through this man. And notice in verse number 3 of Ezekiel chapter 20, it says, And behold, thou art wiser than Daniel, 
There is no secret that can be hid from thee. Verse number four. With thy wisdom and with your understanding, you have gotten riches and you have gotten gold and silver into thy treasures. Verse uh, verse number five. By thy great wisdom and by thy traffic, thou hast increased thy riches and thine heart is lifted up because of thy riches. So we see in these verses here that this individual king was lifted up because of his wisdom. But also the scripture talks about in verse number seven, behold, therefore I will bring strangers upon thee, the terrible of the nations, and they shall draw their swords against thy beauty, the beauty of thy wisdom, and they shall defile thy brightness. So this man was going to be brought down. In other words, uh, he, he was going to uh, he was going to be defeated. But then, all of a sudden, we find that the conversation changes to someone else. It's no longer uh, directed at the man, but now it's directed at the spirit behind the man. In chapter 28 of verse uh, 11 of Ezekiel, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyre, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the fool of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Now, this is talking about Lucifer before he fell, and we can identify this in Ezekiel 28, verse 13. It says, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God, every precious stone with your covering, and it names every single one of those. And it says, uh, <clears throat> And thy pipes was prepared in, uh, in the day that thou was created. And then in verse number 14, it says, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. And I have set thee so. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou walked up and down uh, in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect, verse 15, in all your ways from the day that you were created till iniquity was found in thee. And by the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fire or of the stones of fire. Now I had asked the question, where did this devilish wisdom come from? Right there. In the book of James it says that there is this worldly, sensual, devilish wisdom. Where did it come from? From him that was the sum of wisdom. Now that's something to consider. Because now we got to contend with the wisdom of this world and the wisdom of God. But the wisdom of God makes the wisdom of this world seem like it's just nothing but foolishness. Well, join us again on Monday. We'll continue then. But until then, the Lord richly and fully bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.